this is the Qatar's podcast, Food for the Journey. Season 6, Episode 12, Cultivating a Global Mindset, Spain and Latin America. Hi, I'm Michael and welcome back to the Qatar's podcast. So this is the season finale and I have something very special for you. This final episode of season six, can you believe how quick it's gone? So I'd like to say as always a huge thank you to our sponsor. They are the Masterclass Sessions. If you click on the link in the show notes, you can book yourself on the next Masterclass Session. They have world-class people who are incredible at what they do and you get to visit them live and they give presentations, masterclasses and you can ask them questions and you can even watch the recordings afterwards. So if you click on the link in the show notes, that'll take you to there. And while you're there, there's a few things you can check out. One is my uh, brand new book, Loving Leadership, my second book. So if you'd like to get a cognitive and moral framework to help support and inspire you as a leader, you can click on that. And also, very exciting, I've made some free gifts for you. I've got a choice of three. So if you click on the link, you'll be sent to a choice of three free gifts. So you can have a copy of my first book, all about looking after your health, a soothing guide in meditation, and a guide to help you with some tips and things you can do to look after your mental health just to inspire and support you and how difficult it can be in business. So make sure you click on those links and get yourself some free goodies. So this season, we've been traveling and reflecting on countries all around the world. And how did I get to that point where I have what's called a global mindset? I'm aware of different countries, work with different people from different countries. How did I get to that point and how can you get to that point so that you don't just think about, say, your country and where you live in the world and it helps to expand your awareness? And so we went to Iceland in Egypt, Romania, Croatia, France, did two parts in France, Italy, Ireland, Malta, Portugal, and last time we were on family holidays in Wales. And today is a very special one which I've titled Spain and Latin America, because it's not just the country of Spain, it's all the different over 20 countries in the world that speak Spanish. And I want to tell you the story of why I was inspired to learn Spanish, how it opened up the doors for, uh, for me to Spain and Latin American culture, and 10 gifts that it's given me that if you choose to speak a different language, you can look forward to to grow your awareness and expand your global mindset. So I've been speaking Spanish now uh, for two years, but I started for a business reason. So I have a wonderful client called Russell Bedford International, and they have over 8,000 members in 100 countries. They're truly a global um, networking community and a man- fantastic organization. And many of their members are from Latin America. And whenever I do webinars and events for them, they couldn't always attend because the timing either didn't suit them or they're in English. And some of the members didn't speak English. And I thought, wow, well, if many of their members speak Spanish, why can't I learn Spanish? And then I can hopefully work with them in Spanish. And that was the goal. So just over two years ago, I set that goal and I thought, I'm going to, I'm just going to go for it. And so I started taking lessons. I got a fantastic company I take lessons with. I started speaking Spanish, writing Spanish watching it on Netflix and TV programs. I've been to Spain twice at the time I'm making this for you. I'm going to go a third time. And I think it's because the reason I set was so important for my business, my global business to grow my business. And I'm really committed and dedicated to my business. And that gave me the drive and the motivation that I think if I'd just been doing it as a hobby in the UK with no real reason to do it other than just because I was interested in it, I don't think I would have taken it so seriously. And I don't think I would have got as many amazing benefits and had as many experiences as I have. So that's the background to it. And I'm very excited to tell you 
that just as I'm making this, I'm going to be doing my first session for Russell Bedford members in Spanish. And I'm very grateful for the opportunity, but I've also been reflecting that, you know, in two years I took it from, I don't speak Spanish to, I want to learn Spanish so I can create some opportunities for Spanish speakers. And now I'm actually doing it. So if you ever doubt yourself and think, you know, I can't do it or I'm too old or everyone speaks English anyway, all these kinds of reasons why we stop ourselves, don't bother. Just go for it. Seriously, just try it and go for it. You don't know uh, the great people you could meet and the opportunities you could create for yourself and for your business if you learn to speak another language. So it's it's an incredible part of my life now and I love it so much. It's It just feels speaking Spanish and being aware of Spain and, and Latin America. Just It's just a part of my life now and I can't imagine going without it. And I wanted to share with you if you sat there thinking, well, okay, but why should I do this or what could it do to open my awareness or help my business or help my life? Uh, I've come up with 10 things. There are more than 10, but I just thought these are the 10 that I've really noticed um, that nobody ever tells you, I don't think, unless you, you start speaking these languages and, and traveling to these countries, you just kind of pick them up. So the first one is it actually shows you and helps you to hold a mirror up to your own culture because we all live in a certain country. We're all born in a certain family, a certain language, a certain political, religious, ideology, all these things. And what it's done speaking Spanish and being aware of Spain and Latin America has done for me, it showed me and helped me reflect on being English, being part of the UK, all the quirks and all the little things that to me are normal, to somebody else would not be so normal. And so it, it helps you to appreciate and understand your own culture. And so in one of these episodes of this season, I was talking about my father being Irish and me learning Gaelic and going to Ireland. And that's a part of my culture that I wouldn't, I don't think would have taken as much of an interest in maybe if I wasn't comparing my culture to my, all my cultures on part of to other people's. So that's the first thing it does. It, it kind of draws you out of your own little box and helps you to see there are many people that do things very similar to you or completely different. And you have a comparison because I think that's the thing. If you don't speak another language like Spanish or if you're not aware of other countries, you don't have a comparison. You just compare yourself to people that are similar to you. And in my opinion, that's limited in terms of your growth and development. So it will help you to take more interest as well, I think, as in your own culture and your own the ways of your country and, and how things work for you. The second thing it's definitely done is an appreciation of all sorts of Latin American and Spanish music. As you know, I love music. It's such an important part of Again, my culture, my family culture and a family band um, playing Irish music, American music, English music and listening to Spanish music. Um, I've got so many songs that I really enjoy. They're great for practicing your language skills and learning new vocabulary, but also just the style, the styles of the music and the different types. I've got certain songs that they're on my playlist. They're my go to music. And when you listen to them, they are just a part of your life as something in your native language. So there's all sorts of music that when you speak that language and you're open to it, you suddenly just start looking into it and, and exploring. And there's, there's so many opportunities with Spanish-speaking music, um, not just rap music or reggaeton music or all sorts of different types um, that I just absolutely love and I think they're absolutely fantastic. So if you like music, it will also open you up to different types of music because I think language can be a barrier. And if you don't understand the words... Yet you might not appreciate the music, but even if you just catch the odd phrase that you know, or if you know what the song's about, 
or if you just do a bit of research into the artist or the band, it helps you to appreciate the music and, and be open to the music. So music, definitely. The third thing is a really special one, is any, any kind of hobbies that you're interested in, you can explore them, or any kind of special events um, in, you know, in this case, in Spanish or Latin American way. So for example, uh, with my family, we celebrated Easter. And obviously Easter is for a lot of Spanish and Latin American countries, a big celebration, a big religious festival and celebration. And my Spanish teacher, Miriam, was showing me all of the different Spanish like delicacies and desserts and, and food that they make at Easter. So I tried making one <laughs> and it was a mess. It wasn't great, to be honest. And she made one as well. And the, the one that she made was you know vastly superior. But I did, you know, I made one of them and it was like this little dessert, almost like a donut, a French toast donut. And it was, it was quite good. The point is, I then, when I went to my family's house and we celebrated Easter, I presented my, you know, little Spanish uh, addition to the celebration. And I think next year I'll do it better. And so if you have hobbies or cultural or religious celebrations, there, there are different examples, in this case, Spanish examples, Latin American examples, that can enhance your celebration, in this case, Easter. The fourth thing is, if you are a writer, if or if you like to make artistic content, you like to write, like to draw, you like to paint, you like to make videos, you just like to express yourself. Doing so in Spanish, for me, has really improved my English. Now, we have to be careful with this because um, if you speak another language, you'll understand it can confuse you sometimes because, like I said about showing your own culture, you really take more time or become more aware of the words that you use because if you're speaking Spanish, you have to make sure the words you use fit and then the right fit. And so when I come back to speaking English, I do the exact, exactly the same. And so I'll go, I'll be writing something. Think, no, I don't mean that. I mean this. What's a better word choice for this? So I would make the case it's actually improved me as a writer. I write every day. Uh, I've written books, as you know. And I think it's actually improved me as a writer. And I actually like writing in Spanish because I can see the difference. So when I have my Spanish podcast and we make a script for it, I like reading it and exploring the words because you can write and express yourself in a way in Spanish that you cannot do in English. It doesn't have a direct translation. And so if you're an artist, if you're a creative person, you've basically got like an, a whole extra way to express your art and to tap into. And there's no limit to that, by the way. I'm just expressing in relation to Spanish and Latin American. You could do it with German or Korean. The language per se doesn't matter so much. It's more that ability to say, wow, yeah, I can write in lots of different ways. So it's improved my writing. Fifth thing is just a bit of fun, but there are some fantastic programs on Netflix and on different streaming platforms in Spanish, Latin American examples, Mexican examples, Spanish examples, Colombian examples. I've really enjoyed them. And there's different ways you can watch them. You can watch them with the subtitles on or you can watch them dubbed. I think watching with the subtitles is better because you hear the people's real accent. Um, and I've learned so many funny, you know, vocabulary phrases. And then you can compare, obviously, Spanish spoken in Spain to Spanish spoken in Latin America and all around the world. And there are massive differences. And it's really interesting. But that's like a nice kind of semi-passive way that you can just in enjoy um, the language and just enjoy you know Spanish and Latin American culture and being open to it rather than thinking it's all about the words or it's all about speaking no it's it's about life um and life just involves you know speaking 
So that's a really nice thing. You can just enjoy um, taking the time to just watch and, and explore what does the culture look like in, in these different countries. Something that's particularly pertinent for Spanish and Latin American speaking countries is and a benefit for you if you want to speak these, this language is um, expanding and improving your products and your services if you want to be a global business provider. So for example, for me, we talked about Russell Bedford and they have many members in Latin America. And I was thinking, well, what, what has my business got to offer these people in their language? And I realized it didn't have anything. So I thought, right, well, I'm going to make something. And that could be a service, it could be a training course, or it could be a product, it could be a book or a podcast or a piece of content. It could be anything. But that's a really good thing to think about. You know, How could you expand your products and services to a more global audience? There's over 20 countries in the world that speak Spanish. That's over 50 million people, 500 million people. That's a lot of people. And so if you're wanting to grow and expand your business, speaking Spanish in various different ways is a really, really good way. So you could just think about that today. So think about your current offering, what you offer, how you provide value and think, okay, we, we do this through English. Could we, could we have a Spanish offering? What would that look like? How could we make that happen? Could we do it for free? Would we have to pay? Do we need translation? You know, I was very adamant that when I started creating my podcast in Spanish and now doing training courses and webinars, they have to be brilliant. They have to be as, as good as the standards I hold myself. They just happen to be in a second language. So for example, my podcasts at the moment are shorter in Spanish. Yeah. So there might be you might have to pace yourself as you as you grow into offering something. You can't just do it overnight unless you work with people that are fluent speakers. That's a good choice. But just think about that. Could you take some, as they say in Spanish, poco a poco, take these little steps forward into expanding your offering? And what would that look like? The seventh thing, which is both a very strong positive and not a negative, but can be a real challenge, is the history that you will learn, the history of Spain and the history of the Latin American countries. And I remember when my, my teacher Miriam started to tell me about the history of Spain post-Second World War, um, colonialization, all these different things that are very difficult to learn about, but also very important. If you remember in a previous podcast, I talked about when I went to Poland and Krakow and I went to Auschwitz. And I remember thinking, why are we not aware of this? Why are people not aware of this? Why are we, why are we not telling everybody about this all the time? And it was very much the case when Miriam was teaching me about Spanish history. And I said, why don't I know about this? She said, well, you're not Spanish. You're not supposed to. I said, well, yeah, but still, I, there were many things I didn't know and I felt very ignorant. But the positive side of that is once you learn stuff, then you know it, don't you? You can start to be aware of it. And so I've loved learning about the history, history of Mexico, history of Peru, Bolivia, Colombia, Chile, Spain, you know, Puerto Rico, and all these places that, again, like I said before, there's almost like a mental barrier. You just don't, it's just not on your radar. Well, now it is. The eighth way, and this is a wonderful one, I love this, absolutely love this, especially in relation to speaking Spanish, is expressing yourself. So, you know, I'm English, I come from the UK, not all English people, but some of us are a bit reserved, a bit quiet, a bit introverted. When I get to speak Spanish with Miriam and my friends and opportunities, I express myself differently. Like I said to you before, there's no direct translations and some of these concepts don't translate, they just come from Spanish speaking. I love expressing myself in Spanish in a different country. I'm almost like a, a slightly different version of me. I'm still me, but I'm, I'm slightly different. So 
if you ever think, oh, you know, I'm a little bit stuck in who I am. When you learn this language and, and are open to this way, it, it introduces you to like a part of you that just a little bit different. And, and I love it. I actually prefer, you know, if I had the chance to speak to Spanish or English at the moment, I'd choose Spanish. So you can express yourself in a different way. It unlocks like a new level in you and unlocks a new capability. The ninth thing, which is something, if you remember, I learned right back in Romania, is you will meet different and new people. So diversity and inclusion is a huge area of improvement we're all trying to work on globally to make sure that our workforce, our customers, our friendship groups are diverse. They're not just same people all the time and that everybody feels included and welcome in that. And that's a massive challenge. And one of the best ways you can do that is to speak a different language and to travel, in this case, to Spain or to Latin American countries. So you remember when I spoke about Romania and I met Radu and Sergiu. Radu was Russian and Sergiu was Romanian. If I hadn't spoken a little bit of Romanian, I wouldn't have had the chance to speak to these guys and to learn from these guys. And so if you feel a little bit stuck in terms of the people you're interacting with, learning these languages, speaking to these people, going to these countries opens up all sorts of different new people. And it's very exciting, actually. And the tenth and final kind of reason why I'd, I'd recommend that you definitely check out Spanish and, and Latin American Spanish and the countries and the people, it really humbles you. Like I said before, there's 500 million people in the world speak Spanish. That's a lot of people. And it gives you a sense of scale. You know, like if you go up in an aeroplane and you look down and you think, oh, all my problems, everything seems so small. There's something in that in when you step outside of your native language and your native culture, you realise you actually belong to what I call a world family. You belong to a group of 8 billion people that's a lot bigger than just you and your, your family. And I personally, I really like that. It's like you're tapping into what I call plugging into the mains. You, you you're tapping into the bigger picture, the real picture, the one that we all can't see, you know. But this is something very humbling and also very inspiring about the sense of scale that you belong to something far, far bigger, you know, than just yourself. And so I've hopefully made a, an encouraging case, an inspiring case in this season why and how you can cultivate that global mindset, both professionally, for your business, for your work, and, and personally. In my experience, it's something I'm just going to continue for the rest of my life. It's the best thing I ever did, all the way from, I'd say, I say Romania was the one that kicked it off, as you know, all the way now to Spain and Latin America and going off to Canada and all these places. Best thing I ever did. And if that's part of what you already do, great, keep doing it. If you know people that it's not or, or you're not, then hopefully this season has helped to encourage you, don't be scared. Don't be scared. Speak to people. Grow challenge yourself, try a new language, go to a new place, because we're only here once, aren't we? And there's so much to explore and to do if we're just a little bit brave. And here's a nice way of thinking about it. You've got new friends that are just waiting to meet you. So I hope you've enjoyed that. I hope it's been informative and helpful for you. And just take one of the things and say, do you know what? Yeah, I'm, I'm a bit bored at the moment. I want to express myself in a different way. Or you might say, yeah, I've never really thought about developing my business to include a Spanish offering. What would that look like? Just try something out. And even if you don't, just know, as you are right now, somebody loves you very, very much. Okay, as they say in Spanish, Cuidado mucho, hablamos pronto. Take care. and speak soon.
got some brilliant random positive facts for you about Spain and Spanish-speaking countries. So like we said during the episode, there are over 20 countries in the world, 21 actually, countries that speak Spanish. Spanish is a Latin-based romance language, so if you know French or Portuguese or Italian or want to learn those languages, speaking Spanish can help you with that. Spanish is the second most spoken native language in the world after Mandarin Chinese. 